Hello, and welcome to the Aligned Health Solutions Making Healthcare Better podcast. My name is Rukia Campbell, and I'm your host today. As a number of older adults with chronic medical illnesses and substance use disorders, and especially opioid use disorders, increases, so does the need for post-acute care services in skilled nursing facilities. So today on the Making Healthcare Better podcast, we'll chat with Dr. Swati Gar. Dr. Gar is Alliant Health Solutions Medical Director, and she's also a practicing physician who specializes in geriatric medicine. So today, she's going to share some insight about what nursing facility staff need to know about managing substance use disorders. So thank you for joining us today, Dr. Gar. Thank you for having me. So we'll get right into it. So how do you define substance use disorders? So substance use disorders uh, is defined as a treatable mental disorder that affects a person's brain and behavior that leads to their inability to control their use of substances like legal or illegal um, drugs, alcohol, or medications. Um, Symptoms can, of course, be moderate to um, severe, um, with addiction being the most severe form of uh, substance use disorder. Um, I think I want to make sure that I stress here that it is, first of all, treatable, uh, and it is a mental disorder, which is a chronic illness, which is very similar to other chronic illnesses that people may have, like hypertension, diabetes, etc. That's really interesting. I'm glad that you mentioned that because a lot of people probably don't think of it as that. Um, So that's good to kind of lay that groundwork for us. Mm -hmm. So why is this an important topic to discuss right now? Yeah, well, many, many reasons, right? Um, One of them is, um, is that substance use disorder may be occurring. There is a very good percentage of population who have substance use disorder, but also other mental health disorders. Uh, and, um, and vice versa. So it is important for us to be able to make that diagnosis or be able to recognize that those two may be ongoing together and, and be able to then manage both those, um, those disorders because, um, you can't treat one without the other, uh, and it is important to recognize both. The other important thing that I want to bring up here is these um, substance use disorders can affect anyone, regardless of race, gender, income level, or social class. It is basically um, ever pervasive right now in our society. In fact, um, the numbers are um, astounding. You know, these numbers have increased exponentially lately. In, uh, in 2020, 40.3 million people age older than 12 years were diagnosed with substance use disorder. That's almost 15% of this population. That means one in seven people w- will have a substance use disorder age 12 years and older. That's a huge number of people having that problem. Mm. So it is incredibly important to be able to recognize, you know, this, uh, this issue. Uh, Imagine, right, um, if one in seven people um, walk around with undiagnosed or even partially diagnosed, uh, you know, diabetes or hypertension, 
mm-hmm. um, that's that's almost you know it, that's so hard to imagine and digest, right? Similarly, substance use disorder, which is a chronic medical problem, you know, is is that prevalent? So it's it, in very very important to discuss this. In long-term care settings, so I'm a medical director for long-term care facilities. And mm-hmm. in long-term care setting, we just need to recognize that we take care of, you know, the same population that we just talked about, right? Overall population. We are caring for people in from different walks of life. And as the substance use disorder prevalence increases in general population, so does the prevalence in people who are coming into the long-term care facilities. So not being able to either recognize, diagnose, or manage these disorders Mm -hmm. can really um, put our residents who are coming into the uh, long-term care facilities at a disadvantage. It may actually make it worse unwittingly, right? You know, let's take an example of a person who's coming who is in uh, treatment as an outpatient, you know, they um, possibly, I don't know, break their hip and end up in the hospital and are now on medications and, you know, there's no recognition or awareness of long-term care facility uh, staff that they were in treatment. You know, these treatments could be behavioral therapies as well as medical treatments. And a lot of times, you're going to, um, you know, we are going to be treating them for, let's say, pain, right? Mm-hmm. Um, when they were already either being treated with a different medication outside for opioid use disorder or substance use disorder. And now they are, uh, the, our pain medications that we are using are unable to treat their pain. And we kind of go back into that narrative of, right, right, this, this person has substance use disorder, they're you know, medication seeking. On the mm-hmm. other hand, what is going on is the substance that they were on, it was so tightly bound to the receptors in the brain that the increasing dose of pain medications that we were giving were not doing anything. They were not able to go and match with those receptors because they were already blocked. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, we see a lot of these issues um, that could potentially just, you know, um, uh, really um, make a negative impact on the people who are already either getting treatment or people who may not know to seek treatment as well. Wow. Wow. That's a huge, huge issue. And um, and so it's interesting, like you said, that more and more residents of long-term care facilities are being sometimes diagnosed, sometimes not diagnosed with substance use disorder, but they're experiencing that, but it's not being given enough attention. So so that's really important as to why we're talking about this today. So knowing that that's happening, what are some specific examples of what's happening in these long-term care facilities that's making this a hot topic right now? Yeah, so I think, you know, one of the things, uh, clearly we talked about some of this in the previous, um, you know, question that you asked. Um, Recognition is important um, because we ought to be able to treat substance use disorders similar to how we treat diabetes and how we treat hypertension. Moreover, um, I think it is very, very important for 
you know, staff in long-term care facilities to recognize we cannot, we cannot and should not um, refuse treatment to, um, you know, our residents or refuse even admission to residents um, who are coming to us, the referrals that we are getting for, um, you know, caring for people. People should be coming in to long-term care facilities if they are appropriate to come into the long-term care facilities according to their needs, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Any kind of diagnosis should not preclude long-term care facilities, you know, from admitting people into long-term care facilities. So I think I want to make that very, very, very clear mm-hmm. is nobody should be refused admission mm-hmm. into a long-term care facility based upon the diagnosis of substance use disorder. Um, so that is number one, um, you know, uh, important thing. Awesome. Awesome. So yeah. why is this happening more often? Why? What are some of the specific issues that are preventing facilities from providing better care, preventing them from admitting those that have substance use disorders? Yeah, well, um, I would say the number one issue is what we don't know we are afraid of. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, this is something that, you know, we see very, very, very often. And, you know, even in, um, you know, in, in medicine, right, you know, when I have I do not have a good idea on or I don't have the competencies developed on treating a particular illness. I am hesitant to treat that. Right. And then once you get that training, once you get that um, uh, knowledge, you know, you get more and more and more comfortable and less scared or worried or, you know, um, avoidant of Mm -hmm. that particular issue. So I think developing competencies is an important part of, um, of, um, uh, you know, being able to treat the substance use disorder. Mm -hmm. Um, The other important thing is, you know, we kind of, in all healthcare, but also in long-term care facilities, we kind of live in a reactive environment, right? You know, even in, you know, chronic disease processes, if you compare it to like, we talked about hypertension and diabetes, Mm -hmm. um, we are always kind of trying to treat, treat, treat. And it's, it's, you know, kind of taking a step back and being able to recognize these um these disorders is important right you know so it's not like when we have a crisis we don't want to jump from one crisis situation to the other Mm -hmm. um but we need to kind of step back and say let's look at the person as a whole and how you know um one one thing is interrelated to the other and be able to diagnose Uh, these um, uh, substance use disorders and be able to create a a holistic plan in uh, in, uh, management of that. Mm -hmm. The other is, the other big barrier is siloed system of care. Mm -hmm. You know, we talk about fragmentation of medical care. It's a hundred times worse for mental health services. Um, you know, um, they may be getting treatment from the outside provider. They may have, um, you know, substance use disorder being managed by an outside clinic. And oftentimes there is either no recognition or no, you know, collaboration 
with the um, long-term care services. There is clearly lack of behavioral therapies. Some of them are payment issues. Uh, but, you know, having the siloed environment in different payment systems precludes us from, you know, creating a, you know, a holistic plan mm -hmm. um, to be able to do that. But I think the number one issue, mm -hmm. again, is the lack of knowledge and competencies that we may have in long-term care facility staff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's interesting that you say that because um, we actually have an organization called the Center of Excellence for Behavioral Health and Nursing Facilities um, that's actually co-hosting for this, um, this podcast session today that we're having. Um, they actually, That organization actually hosts monthly sessions on this topic, and it's absolutely free to people that work in skilled nursing facilities. So we as an organization, as Alliant Health Solutions in partnership um, in collaboration with the Center of Excellence for Behavioral Health and Nursing Facilities are really proud um, that we're able to support nursing facilities in that area. Um, so anyone interested in um, getting some of those free trainings or getting access to that. Um, and also I should mention that continuing education credits are offered for those trainings as well. And it's totally free, complimentary. Feel free to go to the website, nursinghomebehavioralhealth.org. So all of this information has been really insightful and hopefully will provide some perspective to our listeners about what's happening in nursing facility, in the nursing facility and substance use space. Um, so now that we've covered the barriers, we're definitely going to need to explore some solutions. So to those listening, be sure to tune in to part two of our conversation with Dr. Gar as she shares some possible real-time solutions that nursing facilities can implement right now to address their challenges in providing care for residents with substance use disorders. So I thank you so much, Dr. Gar, for your time today. And to all of our listeners, we look forward to seeing you in part two. Thank you for listening to Alliant Health Solutions, Making Healthcare Better podcast.